everybody. It's your hosts of This Is Me, Amy and Brandy, and we thought it would be fun to do a season three wrap up and just talk about this season in review. Yes, we made it through season Yay. three. <laughs> <laughs> what a wild, wacky season it was, too, just with everything going on in the world. And um, yeah, our, our guests were so awesome, though, right? Through everything. Yes, um, we had some amazing, wonderful, phenomenal women on the show this season. So not to take away anything from each of their stories, but behind the scenes and, and in the world and in our personal lives, this season was crazy. It really, really was. Well, I mean, of course, COVID yeah. threw everything for a loop, everything. And I know yeah. we did a quarantine episode, uh, but it, and we did actually record, what, seven or eight episodes, something like that before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So we had several episodes that we were able to work on Thank and God. get those out. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really great. But then, um, you know, the other side of that, we had to reschedule people and make sure it was, you know, safe to, to bring people back in to start recording. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. because every time you reschedule, well, then we had new health orders come out and mm -hmm. had to maybe reschedule again or what may be happening in the guest lives. Right. They, you know, had to work out different dates and stuff yep. that would work for them. Yeah. And it was it was hard, too, because some people weren't working at all throughout that. Some people were working still full time throughout it. And some people were in between, like working from home or working part time or or they didn't have any child care anymore because there was no no school or you know just any number of things it just really threw everybody for a loop it really did I, and and it continues yeah we're st it's still not over um you know we're, we continually get updates and new health orders and just different things um maybe things reopening mm -hmm. up slowly but surely so that is kind of nice but uh, COVID really threw everything off yeah. for this season. But we we're so grateful to everyone who just was very understanding about all of it. And we got to get their stories out. And that's the that's the the main goal. Yeah. So Well, and then, I mean, just COVID was worldwide, you know. But even just in our personal lives, we had just a lot going on, especially you and Jeremy, who, let's be honest, do the bulk of the work for the show. I get to just show up and do the fun stuff. But you guys um, went through a move. We did. A huge, you know, just life change for anybody whenever that happens. Jeremy retired. Yes. And graduated from school. Yes, you, you did. know, your job with the quarantine was a little different mm -hmm. and uncertain and and Jeremy's future was looking a little uncertain as far as what he's going to do and that is a lot of stress, a lot. And then through that you're still doing outlines and bios and <laughs> show notes and you know recordings and editings and that's a lot so that's true yeah. you know when you think about it all together like that that uh, it does you know really put it in perspective that how much we have been through in a short period of time we did move and moved into a new house it just the the timing of everything how it all worked out now at first when um you know, we were under quarantine and all the information with COVID was coming out. It was very scary, uh, no doubt. But then I started to realize how blessed we were because we had just moved in. Mm -hmm. We were settling in. And had it been in the middle of that or something, that would have been even more stressful and uncertain. So I am grateful for how timing worked out. And it was really interesting because 
I was home during six weeks of um, when we were under a health order for quarantine with my job and my husband was home because he was doing his student teaching. So he had to do teaching online at that point. And of course, our daughter was home because she Mm -hmm. had to do virtual school to finish out her school year. And we were able to work on the house and make it the way we wanted to. A lot of these things probably wouldn't have happened until much, much later. We would have just pushed it off and and done a little bit at a time. But I'm so grateful we were able to make the house our own and really kind of bond with it, if you will. Um, So we got to get comfortable quickly. And that was really good. And uh, I'm so glad you brought up Jeremy's retirement because when we did our quarantine episode, I went on and on about him missing his um, college graduation. Oh, yeah. And then when we were done recording, I was like, I didn't even mention his 22 <laughs> years of military service and retiring because all of that was supposed to happen the same weekend. Right. Graduating from college mm-hmm. and with his elementary education degree and his retirement ceremony. It was all within a few days of each other. And uh, I wanted to recognize that and thank yeah. him for his service. And just um, it, it was a wild time. And I know other graduation and retirement ceremonies and things like that were all put on hold. Uh, But we had to cancel this party that was going to celebrate all of those things that were happening with Jeremy and with our family. Um, So who knows if that will get rescheduled or not. But I wanted to recognize his... Decades worth. Yes, <laughs> two, two, that's a big deal. Two plus decades. Of, Congratulations, Jeremy. Yes, exactly. And we're just really proud of him. And you know, on to the next chapter and next phase of life. It's a very interesting time to try and find a first year teaching position at the moment because uh, no one really knows what school's going to look like in the fall right now. So I, I know it'll all work out in the end. But who could have ever predicted any of this? was going to right. occur. Yeah. And yeah. you just roll with it. That's kind of just what we've all learned, I think, through this is you just got to be flexible. You got to roll with it. And you have to extend grace to other people because whoo, people be acting crazy through some of these things. And I just try to remember, okay, we're all under a lot of stress mm-hmm. and pressure right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to let that one slide. Yes. <laughs> and when we did the quarantine episode, which we covered a lot during mm-hmm. that episode, um, when we got done recording, you had left and I'm writing all these notes. I'm like, if we do a follow-up quarantine episode, I forgot to mention this. And uh, so I wanted that opportunity to say there's this amazing article by Dr. Carol McBride and it's spelled K-A-R-Y-L. Dr. Carol McBride has this awesome article out there. I believe it's on uh, Psychology Today and it's called It's Okay to Be Human. Hmm. And it is just an awesome, it made me feel after I read these six bullet points and she has an explanation for each just took a big sigh like Mm -hmm. oh I'm okay yeah it's gonna be okay what I'm feeling isn't crazy um this is all new to everybody so I highly recommend uh reading that it's wonderful and it's not super long it's a quick read so I I really enjoyed that article but I think sometimes laughter and humor Mm -hmm. is just the best medicine really oh yeah and I completely forgot to mention, and I guess this is so important to me that I put it on the season three wrap up, <laughs> that uh, you guys have got to watch Fortune Feimster's stand-up comedy special, Sweet and Salty. Okay. I've watched it twice, oh. and I can't wait to watch it a third time. Like oh. I could just keep watching it over and over again. I haven't laughed like that in so long. She's like my new favorite comedian right now that's funny I love her is she on Netflix it was on Netflix and now I uh, I follow her on Facebook 
and she's just hilarious. I'd never heard of her. I know she's been on other things, and I'm sure there's people who have been her, you know, fans of hers for a long time. But I'm new to the fan club, and uh, uh, she has these YouTube, or I'm not sure if she puts it on YouTube, but she definitely has it on her Facebook page. She has these alter egos, oh. and uh, or one called Brenda, and uh, it's it just makes me laugh. And she has a fictitious, you know, husband named Tim, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> okay. So if I'm feeling down, I can watch Fortune Feimster and just you know it makes me feel better because she makes me laugh. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out because I. I just love to find like something really good and funny. You know, I don't want to just like, haha, like give them a, a pity laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to like laugh till I cry. I was genuinely laughing and it kind of takes a lot. Like it better be funny, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and she is for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we just had so many things happening in the world in addition to COVID, which is continually, you know, happening every day. There's something else. And I don't know about you, but Lately, I've been waking up just sad. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel heavy. That is exactly the word I was going to use. Everything just feels heavy now. And you start to like wonder, am I always going to feel like this now from now on? Is this just our new normal? Or will I ever feel just light again or happy? Or even just is anything going to go back to how it used to be? Or um, you know, are we going to keep some of the good stuff and this is our new normal? I don't know. It just, it's just a heaviness. There's a lot going on. Um, it's a, it's an election year, which always is heavy for me, at least. It's like, oh my gosh, the politics that are everywhere. And you really see, especially on social media, your, your circle of friends or family or even your outer circle, you just start, you know, people are posting their opinion and somebody else is posting their opinion and then they're arguing about it and fighting about it. And you're just like, oh, it just makes me uncomfortable. And, oh, you yeah. know, so the, the politics that's happening this year, um, the COVID, obviously, you know, we've already talked about that. And then um, the death of George Floyd earlier um, just sparked more movement in the Black Lives Matter movement, which um, I think is, you know, absolutely needed. But that's another thing that is just so horrific. The events going on that makes you feel just helpless and heavy. Um, And just seeing everybody after the COVID, like the uncertainty that they're facing, people have lost jobs, um, businesses losing money and closing, like all of that. I mean, that feels heavy too. And just, I think a lot of uncertainty for people, um, natural disasters. I mean, we've had so many like tornadoes and earthquakes and fires and just, just all the things happening. And you're just like, is there anywhere right now that feels like a safe haven in this little piece of our world? You know, it's a lot. It is. I I tend to take on the weight of the world. Like, and that's just too much. And I had to kind of think about, well, what can I do? And really where I can start is just within my own home, having conversations. And my daughter, who's 14 and a half, uh, she asks incredible questions. I may not have the answers to them, but she really thinks for herself. And um, I always encourage her to do her own research, develop her own opinion on things. And uh, it's brought about great conversation. Um, I think this has definitely been a time of reflection, introspection, and uh, almost in a way, a good time to be quiet. Mm -hmm. I find that I 
am at peace when I go outside, just spend a little time with nature and try to turn off the noise. But it can be really hard. Uh, you had mentioned social media, and that can be um, really hard. Oftentimes I've thought I need a break, but then I don't want to lose connection with mm -hmm. these friends. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, and, and I know, I know that we're not the only ones feeling this yeah. way. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. And yeah, I think social media is probably the, the biggest thing, at least for me, like I don't even really watch the news anymore. Um, because all the shows I do watch, I record and come back to you. So I guess if I wanted to watch the news, I'd probably just need to set a recording because I don't know what time anything comes on anymore, which is like, <laughs> if anything, you know, when the news comes on, it comes on at the same exact three times every day. But, um, I just don't do that. And so I guess I probably get more of my news from sources on social media and stuff. And it just can be hard to, to just see everything. And, um, it can even be hard to go, well, is this, is this really researched? Is this fact? And now I need to do my research to find this out. And, um, yeah. And like you said, it's hard to like, I've wanted to delete my Facebook so many times and then I'm like, but I won't get to see pictures of my cute niece and nephews or I won't get, you know, so there's just things you don't want to lose. And so trying to be conscientious of what you see I wish Facebook had more filters right mm -hmm. like I need a filter that says yes I want to see all my friends and family's photos of themselves or what they're doing but no I don't want to see any political posts or opinion <laughs> pieces right like <laughs> I need that filter yay that's a good one yeah get on it Facebook I know I like that I like that uh well here we are doing the season three wrap-up kind of talking about the season in review and uh want to emphasize our guests were just awesome. And this is kind of a time for us to talk about if we had any memorable moments or something that we're taking away from this season overall. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, every single one of our guests, they always just inspire me. It doesn't matter what the story is. I always take away just so many great positive things from their stories. And I just want everybody to know that they're, they're helping other people, you know, even I just know they're helping me. You, if nobody else listened and it was just you and I, which it might be, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> who's out there. Is anyone listening? <laughs> uh, but they're impacting us, you know, and, and definitely just hearing from these awesome women opening their hearts and sharing personal things with us. How do you ever just thank somebody enough like we cannot thank them enough you That's know right. um I mean we started off our season with first lady Jenny Gordon and that was memorable because we had been on a little hiatus a little break um you had had a move mm -hmm. you know a lot was going on we hadn't recorded and you know sometimes when you're doing something over and over it gets kind of a little easier or remote or it flows and then you take a break and you're like wait how do we do this again exactly <laughs> and so of course we had to start our season with this amazing influential lady in yes. our state and we were so nervous oh my gosh so nervous but man she is so relatable yeah. and humble like my worries and fears just melted the second we had her sit down yeah. and started chit-chatting right before our recording. And yeah, she is probably one of the most down-to-earth people mm -hmm. I've had a conversation with. Yeah, she's awesome. And of course, you know, we didn't 
know how awesome she was we assumed she was but um you had just moved and so you were really nervous about like my house isn't ready yet (laughs) (laughs) and then um anybody probably knows this but um she travels with a a trooper because they have to make sure her security is um you know that she's safe and um so they had to come and like kind of do a little inspection and Mm -hmm. make sure that everything was safe and just making sure the neighborhood and there was no no threats to her security it so it just felt like whoa this is a big deal and are we even like worthy of this you know oh yeah that is definitely going to be something I never forget and we had been told prior that security would arrive and uh, when someone did they said are you the homeowner and I'm like yeah I mean my heart's racing and I'm like oh gosh are we in trouble for something yeah and uh yes she she had um some security uh personnel with her and my daughter who you know nothing really phases her anymore Mm -hmm. she's used to all these recordings happening in her house and uh she's quiet when and she knows we're uh, recording and then she knows when we're done recording and she can kind of, you know, get what she needs. Probably ice, you know, she loves ice and always makes a ton of noise when um, when she gets <laughs> it. But uh, here's my daughter just like laying on the couch watching TV and we have First Lady Jenny Gordon up yeah. here recording and security and I'm, my daughter's just like hanging out like it's an everyday thing. That's so funny. Yeah. But so that, that was, was a memorable that moment was for pretty sure. pretty memorable. Yeah. And I mean, Mary Billiter came on mm. and just poured her heart out and shared her story for one of the first times ever publicly and I... How do you thank someone for that? Again, mm. I just, that's beyond to me that she would do that for us and, and for everybody listening to just to maybe help somebody else. And I just can't thank her enough for that. That was amazing. Absolutely. I uh, am so grateful when people share their stories and she shared something deeply personal and I will forever remember her and her story. And I'm just so grateful that we were able to bring that forward. Mm-hmm. It may not have otherwise been heard right. in its entirety like that. And I am, this is why we do the show. Right. We may not hear from people because again, they're very deep personal stories, but I know we are helping people out there. Mm-hmm. I know that these stories are helping and they will continue to do so because maybe the person who really needs to hear that might not hear it for a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows when they when it will come into their life, but it will come into their life at the right time. Yeah. And like you said, that is the point because um, the whole mission here is to share stories from women who who can share something they've overcome that maybe somebody else is also experiencing or has experienced in their life and to let them know like you're not alone it's okay and don't feel shame around this you know you have nothing to be ashamed of and I think a lot of topics just aren't talked about and that's why we feel shame is because nobody's talking about this so maybe it's just me or maybe there's something wrong with me Um, and so other women sharing their stories I know helps other women just to feel a little bit better about their their own stories and just to, to get rid of that shame Yes, absolutely. That was beautifully said. Well, we had something really cool happen this year. And uh, tell us, Amy, what happened? Yeah, we were actually featured in Voyage Denver magazine. 
Yes, it was. It's an online uh, publication, and uh, I'm just so excited that this is me podcast and. You, Jeremy, myself, we're in this uh, article that they put out there. I'm waiting for the printed copies because I want to frame it and display it because it's so cool. And just so grateful that we were featured in this magazine. And it's an awesome way to get the word out about what the show is. And it was really cool. Yeah. Big highlight for us. I know. That was awesome. Um, Janelle Mellish, who was on our show last season, she also was featured by them. And um, I believe she mentioned our... She the podcast, us. yep, yeah. that she was on our podcast, and then they reached out to us, and they wanted to highlight um, our podcast because of what we're doing in the Rocky Mountain region, and so that felt really, yeah, it just felt um, very reassuring that we are putting something um, worthwhile out there to to get that recognition. So that was great. That was awesome. Thank you, Janelle, for referring us. That yeah. was such an awesome awesome thing that happened and then in season um season three at the beginning of season three in our first episode you had mentioned that we give our guests a little gift and that you were going to kind of reveal what the seasons was and I don't know that we did that so why I don't, don't think you... we did yeah this is a great time to bring that up uh so each of our guests receive a bracelet from us and they have a, a beautiful words of encouragement on these bracelets so season one the theme was still I rise Season two, enjoy the journey. And season three, she believed she could, so she did. I always have loved that yeah. quote. And now our guests get to wear it on their wrist. And and, and people message us later and say, thank yeah. you so much for this. You know, not only is it a token uh, of thanks from us, but it's something that they can, you know, look back fondly on and be like, you know, I participated in something really great. And, and it seems like each of these sayings on the bracelets that ends up kind of being the theme of that season. Mm -hmm. I know it's weird. I mean, not weird because I think it's probably divine how that works out. Um, But definitely, you know, she believed she could. So she did. We just had so many women on our show this season that are just doing something right. Like go-getters. Yeah. They've just built this thing or they're just running this corporation or running a state, you know, like it's, it's kind of amazing how that became the theme. And you pick, we pick these out before the season ever starts. And before we really have our guest list nailed down or know what they're talking about. So it's kind of amazing that it just all falls in into place with that. I think divine is the perfect word for that because that is exactly how it ends up being. Well, I am human. And uh, with that, I make mistakes. I I know. (laughs) Shocking. Uh, (laughs) We had on Heather Fleming and Carrie Roden from Wylet. Awesome, awesome episode. Mm -hmm. Great story. And I didn't know this until days after we were done recording because I was working on something else. And it hit me. We completely forgot to ask Heather and Carrie, our signature question. I know. Well, I mean, to be fair, that was like our first episode back recording in the studio uh, since quarantine and COVID. And like I had mentioned earlier, when you're not doing it for a while, you kind of just fall out of the groove. And so things just got forgotten. Oh, yeah. I mean, and here it was both of us days later when I texted you and I was like, what we did? Are you sure? I didn't know. I don't even remember. (laughs) So I reached out to them through email because I wanted them to have the opportunity to answer uh, this question that we've been asking our guests. And uh, those two ladies are without a doubt the definition of phenomenal women advocating for much needed change. And uh, honestly, their passion is contagious. And so 
I asked them through email, what does being a phenomenal woman mean to you? Yeah. Would you like to read Heather's reply? So she said, to me, a phenomenal woman is someone who is authentic above all else. Someone who speaks her truth plainly and without pretense. A woman who has figured out how to lead with a combination of strength and empathy and does not permit others to diminish what she has to offer the world. That was beautiful. I love it. I do too. That's great. I'm glad you remembered because otherwise we would have missed out on that. Yeah. Those are awesome words. Beautifully stated. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to thank... Jeremy for dun, all the dun, awesome dun. stuff he does and uh, man we couldn't do it without him I know we say that all the time but it's very true and uh, <laughs> uh, just so grateful to Jeremy and all that he does for the show he works so hard and uh, he has to listen to me uh, you know trying to <laughs> make everything perfect <laughs> but it's so worth it in the end because these episodes just turn out beautiful so thank you Jeremy thank you Jeremy I mean I know we mentioned this already but he was going through a lot doing yeah. finishing up school and student teaching and moving and through that all he still did all of our technical aspects of our show um, lots of editing and recording and all the things he does behind the scenes that we don't even know what they are so he's amazing yes you are so oftentimes I'll say just tell me you have it under control because that's all I want to hear is him say I got it I got it taken care of so like okay good (laughs) so it's in good hands and in addition to thanking Jeremy I want to thank you Amy for being my co-host and uh you know, there's just, um, I think we have got great chemistry and it, it, things just flow. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful to you and what you bring to the show and for toughing out this season um, with Jeremy and I. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, right back at you, friend. I mean, seriously, I, I did allude to this earlier, but I most of the time feel like I am not doing enough when I see everything that you and Jeremy are doing. You you are the backbone of this show. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. Oh, this was your, you. your baby, your vision, your mission. And thank you for bringing me on and letting me just show up when you've done all the work. <laughs> and Amy brings such an awesome, you know, fun element that we need because if it weren't for her, it would be like a 2020 Dateline special all the time because I'm so <laughs> serious when it comes to I love Dateline. So, yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> but we need to have that. We need to have a great Aww. mix and dynamic to, to make it all work. And, you know, we each have different perspectives and, you know, it, which triggers great questions, you know, that we ask our guests and, and just a great perspective. Yeah. And it's it's I'm sure reassuring to guests to see both of us like nodding when we are listening to their stories yeah. because we're so into what they're saying. Well, so yeah. I just love you. Oh, I love mm-hmm. you too, Amy. And you do such an awesome job. And it's not easy. I mean, yeah. I, well, okay, talking, sure. I, I get it. Like because we're both extroverted and we mm-hmm. enjoy doing that. But honestly, there's just like you were saying before, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of extra, and that's what leads me into thanking our families. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we do this completely voluntary, uh, you know, oftentimes on a Sunday. That's when we record, uh, sometimes on a weeknight, but usually on a weekend. So thank you to your husband and your daughter for letting us have you for a little bit. And and um, I, I want to recognize your family and say thank yeah, you to them. Thank you, family. <laughs> They're the best. And uh, I want to thank my daughter for mm-hmm. um, all her help. Uh, Juliana, actually, she'll write welcome and put the guest name on a chalkboard when they enter. And that's really been a, a cool thing. She'll 
grab bottles of water. She She's really just been awesome in uh, greeting guests when they come in and really just being quiet for yeah. this recording time. And she's been a trooper. And so I want to thank my daughter as well. Yes, this is a family enterprise. Yes, <laughs> everyone's involved somehow. Yeah. And it's definitely a very grassroots um, mission. You know, we we couldn't do it without our families. We couldn't do it without each other at a, a little table in your home. I mean, this isn't some big money-making corporation. This is definitely a passion project um, that we just do because we feel it's important. And so, yeah, all of those who support us, all of our listeners, um, friends, family, just thank you. Yes, thank you. And and another thank you to Cheyenne Shortgo for continuing their partnership with us mm-hmm. and putting our episodes out there. Yep. Featuring our guests and the the articles that go up. So we want to say thank you to Cheyenne Shortgo as well. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned a little bit ago about us having different perspectives and that it leads to better questions um, for our guests. So speaking of our perspectives and questions, I thought for this little wrap up, let's just do another little question and answer sesh with Brandy and Amy. Yes. And you, you as you guys know, we never really know what these are. So, yeah. <laughs> so this will be fun and interesting. Yeah, we'll just awesome. pull up some fun little questions and ask each other and find out a little bit more about each other maybe we didn't know yes yes okay right. do you want to start with your question sure sure all right I'll go first and uh all right what's one thing most people don't know about you oh man I kind of hate that question because <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I'm an open book and like I because I am extroverted you know and so sometimes I think I overshare things and I'm like I don't know if anybody doesn't know one single thing about me um maybe like maybe something like from growing up or or that um I was actually I was born in Worcester Massachusetts a little suburb outside of Boston so uh I like to park the car. <laughs> I'm from Boston. Um, but yeah, I mean, nobody would ever know that. I, I lived there until I turned five. So only the first five years of my life. And um, and then Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And then Ohio. So yeah, I don't know. That's not very exciting. But I'm like, I don't know what anybody doesn't know about me. Literally, <laughs> I, I, feel I, the I same overshare. Way. I, I'm an overshare I, all the time. I mean, I have clients that I see and they'll ask me about something. I'm like, dang, I shared that gosh I am an open book um really there's nothing that I I you know don't really talk about but I think um something that people don't know about me they um I think sometimes I come off as really prissy or um I don't know that just I'm hoity-toity or something and I that's not the impression I want to give but I I could see where maybe someone might think that just because of maybe my profession and how I carry myself Hmm. and things like that but I do get my hands dirty I am a hard worker I'm not as like um I don't know like girly girl as everyone might think I am like for example my daughter and husband went to a park and they were just walking around and my husband almost stepped on a snake and he ah. sent me a picture of ah. this snake uh, no. and I was like oh wow that's such a crazy thing that happened and I wanted to post it and then I thought wait there's a lot of people out there who you know 
could not really watch or look at a picture. He took video. So uh, that's why I said watch, but uh, he took video and a picture and I was like, Oh, you know, a lot of people do not like snakes and it didn't bother. Oh, so you me. were thinking about me. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not going to post this because <laughs> I have nightmares. <laughs> There's about a fear snakes. of snakes, but I think, um, I'm tougher than maybe I come across. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I thought of something that's probably, it's uh, probably nobody knows because I think it's embarrassing, but my dream has always been to have somebody organize a flash mob for me. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> like, like, seriously, for the last 10 years, every year on my birthday or Christmas, when my husband says, what do I want? I say, you know what I want. And he's like, I'm not getting you a flash mob. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Like, one day, one day this is going to happen. Maybe it'll I be like my awesome. 80th birthday or something. Yes. I want a flash mob. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. That's an awesome dream. I love that. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> All right. Now we have to work on something. Uh, you, you have a big birthday coming up in only two years. So yeah. so maybe maybe two years. Maybe if I put the word out there um, to other people other than my introverted easily embarrassed husband who thinks that would be the most horrible thing in the world to have a flash mob for you and then maybe other people will plan it I think that's awesome that's really cool I'm kind of a planner maybe maybe I, I don't know my wheels are turning now so yeah yeah oh, we, we awesome. have a, a birthday maybe that that you should be looking forward to yeah I think that's so cool Amy I love it that's a good one okay my turn how do you like to be comforted when you're upset or sad food Oh, right. I know. That was going to be my answer. I had too, I had too much comfort during COVID uh, and quarantine. Nothing the quarantine fits. 15. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, but I know that uh, we aren't the only two people that uh, we're, we're comforting in that way. But you always look great to me. I, uh, oh, you yeah, do. I, but then it's like an addiction, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. You know, we've talked about bread before. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh. You know, now, now that things are opening up again, I'm back at work. I mean, this is all kind of unnecessary, yeah. <laughs> but hey, we still have it. And I think of you now when I make pancakes, I think of oh. that when you put garlic bread in the oven, because oh, yeah. you had mentioned that you guys haven't been enjoying the garlic bread with just any Everything. kind of meal, any kind of meal. But yeah, I guess, well, that's, it's kind of sad, but yeah, food. I mean, the food is comforting. Um, I like talking to people. I yes. always feel better when actually speaking on the phone or a Zoom or something instead of just texting. Mm -hmm. There's something about that connection. I just yeah. always feel better after talk to somebody. Yeah. We're very much alike in that because I'm the same way. I can get over things pretty quickly if I just get it out. Um, and then if I go to sleep, <laughs> I don't know why, like if I a go to night sleep, sleep and then, always and does then I wake well. up and I'm like, okay, I feel better. But yeah, I have to talk it out. Even if somebody's just listening, I gotta, I gotta just talk it all out and then I feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll go eat and then I'll feel really good and then I'll go to sleep and then I'll feel even better. <laughs> Those three things, yeah. talk to someone, eat, go yeah. to sleep. That's a good game plan. I like that so much. All right. Next question. What is your most hated chore and why? Oh, I can only pick one. <laughs> I just don't like, like domestic stuff, mm. I guess. <laughs> but probably the dishes, honestly. I just find them disgusting. I don't want to touch. Like, as a kid, I had a really hard time with dishes because uh, my parents had us do the dishes as kids. But um, there's something about silverware that I find so disgusting. Like, it was in it's been mouth, in someone maybe? else's <laughs> mouth and it has food particles on it. And I just find that, like, so disgusting. And so, like, even though we have a dishwasher now, just reaching into the sink to pull out 
dirty food. So, and my husband and I are different. Like I rinse every dish, like as soon as I we're done with it, because I hate Mm-hmm. touching something that's gooey or icky or sticky or nasty or whatever. And so everything that I put in the sink that's ready to be going in the dishwasher is pretty much rinsed off and clean. But he's like, why would you rinse something that you're going to go put into wash? And so he puts his dishes in that are really dirty, like food still on them. And so there's a good mix of that. But then I go to do the dishes and I go in and you know pull out a plate and I'm like, oh my God, what is on my hand right now? This is so <laughs> nasty. So yeah, probably probably dishes for sure. What about you? You are just like my daughter. Oh, she, she's okay with unloading the dishwasher, but loading it. She's just like anything but that mom, you know, anything (laughs) but that. I don't so much mind dishes, but I'm along the same lines, the domestic stuff, cleaning toilets. Uh, Mm. no, I compare everything to cleaning a toilet. If I'm like, well, I'd rather do this than clean a toilet, which is pretty much anything. Um, and I do not like cleaning and I'm not talking about removing leftovers, but cleaning a refrigerator, like the inside of the refrigerator. I don't like doing that. It's gross. It is. It's all gross. It is all gross. I don't like, I, I don't know. Like some people really love cleaning. I, I, well, here's the other, on the flip side, I love doing laundry. I do laundry all day long. That does not bother me at all. And I know a lot of people do not like doing laundry. I don't mind it. It's, it's it not does something, itself. Yeah, it does itself. Like you can kind of leave it for a while. And then I kind of really enjoy taking um, the laundry out of the dryer when it's still warm and just like, so good. holding it up to myself before I fold it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mind laundry. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the other stuff. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> okay, Brandy, if money were no object, mm. what would you buy? Mm. I always have said if we won the lottery, even though we don't play the lottery, but if we won the lottery and money was no object, I would love to buy a cabin in Spearfish Canyon in the Black Hills. I just, it's such a beautiful area. So beautiful. So for some reason, that's just always been something in the back of my head. I always thought if money were no object, because it's not cheap. I mean, those are some expensive homes and cabins through, through Spearfish Canyon, but beautiful. So beautiful. So that's what mine would be. What about you? Yeah, sort of along the same lines. I've always said I would love to have enough money to buy um, like a family compound. Like I want to buy a huge tract of land that has like a, a lake in the middle and then build a house for each of my family members, like my immediate family. So like a house for my mom and dad and my sister and her husband and my brother and, and his family and us. And each of us can like live on this lake. And then it has like little golf cart roads around so we can just golf cart around to each other's nice. houses or boat across to each other's houses. And we can all live in the same area because we all I live across the country from them. So um, I just don't get to see them as often. So I think like having kind of a a little family plot of land, and I guess it wouldn't be very little if you're going to have a lake in the middle, but, but money's no object, right? That's right. So, yeah. no, no object. This sounds like the makings of an awesome reality show. Hey, I'd be down for that. That sounds really cool. I've always wanted to drive a golf cart around. I'm going to go out to your compound and do that. Yeah. I think that's yes. cool. You'd be welcome. <laughs> I love it. That's great. All right. So let's see here. If you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, well, I would, I'm going to say this, but there's a caveat. Like I think coming like in my next life, you know how people say that I would want to be a dog because, but I would want to be like my dog or somebody really good. I don't want to be a dog that gets left outside on a chain or something or gets treated terribly or God forbid, like is a pregnant 
dog in a puppy mill or something. <laughs> I want to be a dog with the good life. My dog loves lives such a good life, you know? They just get treats and playing and toys and petted all the time. And then they get to sleep whenever they want. And I think being a dog would be awesome. We are on the same wavelength. <laughs> but I'm going to get a little more specific. Well, I love dogs. So yeah. I, definitely dog. But I want to be a celebrity's dog. Oh, yeah. Because they get treated so well. Yeah. I want to go to the spa. I want to, uh, you know, ride, ride around, around in, in a, a handbag. In a handbag. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. So, yeah, a celebrity's dog. That's, that's what I'd awesome. want to come back as. So. Perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of celebrities, which celeb mm. would mm. you want as your BFF and why? Oh, that is such a good question. Uh, okay. So I know what TV character I'd want to have as my best friend. Oh, okay. So I've got two answers. I just have to. So Cam from Modern Family. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. I want him to be my best friend. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he's so funny. So that character mm -hmm. I think is hilarious, but I, I truly want to be friends with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Oh, and that's because I the, watch Grace and yes. Frankie all the time. I just so and, funny. And I feel like that's how they are in real life. Yeah. They that's must awesome. be because they're so <laughs> funny. And I've watched a few interviews with them together and they're hilarious. And so that's who I would pick. Yeah. But they have to be together because right. they're so funny together. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, that is kind of a hard one. But the first one that popped in my head was Oprah. Mm. Good I mean, one. Oprah, right? Oprah, yes. But like also watching her and Gail, her actual BFF, like they are so funny and they're so supportive of each other in every way. And so I can tell that she would make an amazing BFF and she would just be, I don't know, just super awesome. And um, I just, I guess I would just want to be Gail King. Like I just need to push her out somehow and like <laughs> force my way in there. <laughs> I got two to have two. You get your two, Oprah and Gail. Yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. All right. This is a good one too. Uh, when you can't sleep, what keeps you up at night? Oh my gosh. Usually either thinking about things I didn't get done or forgot to do during that day or thinking about things I need to do and not forget to get done the next day. It's almost always that kind of stuff that just pops in my head when I'm trying to go to sleep. It's like, oh, I forgot this. Oh, I really need to remember that. Oh, don't forget. And then it just keeps me up all night long. Yes. about you? Yeah. Pretty much the same kind of thing. I think about everything. It's awful. It's called ruminating. Mm -hmm. You ruminate mm -hmm. about everything. Think about that mean little girl in kindergarten that got me in trouble <laughs> and I cried. I think about someone who wronged me uh -huh. or I think about all the things that I need to get done the next day. Yeah. yeah uh, pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. or awkward encounters. Yeah. <laughs> I will stay up all night thinking about some kind of awkward encounter of like something I did that or said that made something really awkward. Oh, why did I do that? Yes. Oh, I should have said this. Oh, what are they thinking about me? Guess what? They're not thinking about you at all. That's right. That's where I'm like, where's my Tylenol PM? I should have just taken that at the very beginning of my evening. <laughs> so everything. Uh, oh, this is a good one. What do you do when no one else is around? Oh. Sing along to music. Oh. Whether that's in my car or in my house, I have a terrible singing voice, so I only do it when I'm all alone. Oh. Sing along to, to music that I love, like Pink or Pat Benatar, you know, something awesome and empowering. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what about you? Oh, my gosh. 
this is going to be TMI, but the first thing I do is take my bra off. It's the best feeling it in the is. world. It's it the really best is. feeling. So like if I'm home alone and no one else is around, I go take my bra off, put on comfy clothes, make myself a snack and watch really terrible reality TV. That's my that sounds like an awesome, awesome evening. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay, Amy, if you were to get some ink, what would you choose and why? Ooh, that's a good one. I currently have no tattoos. I don't know how I've made it this long in life without yeah, any that's tattoos. Incredible. And so then it makes me think like maybe I just won't ever have any tattoos because I've never been able to like narrow down something that I know. Okay, I definitely will want this forever and ever and ever. So I don't know. Honestly, I may never have a tattoo, but okay. So we could talk about some of the ones I've considered. Um, I just like things that are really meaningful, like, you know, maybe my daughter's birth date or my anniversary or my daughter's middle name or um, something like that. But the one that I really almost pulled the trigger on was um, the coordinates, so Mm. latitude and longitude of where I grew up with my my whole family and my childhood and all of that. I like Um, that. Yeah. So I almost got that like kind of going down um, vertically down the back of my neck. And because I was like, okay, that way, you know, my hair will cover it if I need to, or I can wear my hair up if I want to show it off, but I didn't pull the trigger on that. So I don't know. Just still thinking about it. Yeah. I know you have some tattoos. So if you were going to get another one, what would it be? Uh, You know what? I'm over it. I don't think I can go through it again. So I have six tattoos, three of which are now cover-ups. Oh. And let me tell you, cover-ups are no joke. I um, So last summer is when I had two covered up. And the two I have now, uh, one on each shoulder blade, they're huge. Mm. And I don't think I can go through it again. See, now that makes me think, like, <laughs> really, I probably just better not go get one at all, ever. No, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the Tattoo Fest in July. Okay. And uh, I'm going to take you there. And you're going to be so inspired to get a tattoo. <laughs> and uh, I'll get you all set up. But uh, I, I cannot think of anything else that I want to to get. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with what I have right Good. now. And I, I love it. I, no regrets, nothing yeah. like that. But uh, the last two that I did were in succession. One was oh. one day, I did the other the next mm. day. I mean, we're talking hours and hours and hours, especially with the cover up. And yeah. it was just very intense. And uh, in fact, it was like the entire weekend. I felt like Ooh. they were working on my tattoos. Wow. So I cannot think of anything new that I would want to get. But to be honest with you, if I were going to get <laughs> I knew one, there was something. I know, I know. Uh, so Fleetwood Mac's uh, song, Don't Stop. Uh, I've always thought about getting the music notes to that chorus around my ankle. For some There's just, I, I have a special connection to that song. That's cool. That love, so. so maybe oh. something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but way, way down the road. I'm, I'm good for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do one more. All right. And then we'll be done. If you could only eat mm. one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Spaghetti. That really? is my number one comfort food. I could eat it every day, I think. I, I never love spaghetti. I guessed that. I know. It's not oh weird. My and my gosh. niece, my my younger niece, uh, she that's her favorite food too. So Aww. I think that's kind of cute. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh yeah, spaghetti. Nice. I don't ever get tired of it. That's amazing. <laughs> huh. There's really hardly, we never have leftovers of it because I love it so much. So, wow. Yeah. I never would have guessed that about you. <laughs> well, what's your I favorite? Love, or oh or what would you, what, what's yeah. the question again? One thing, you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, hands down. 
not even a question. It would be pizza. Oh, I could never give up pizza. And I think that would be a good one if you had to eat it for the rest of your life because there's a lot of variety. There is a lot of variety. So you could just, you know, you're change your toppings all the time. You could do thin crust or a thick crust or stuffed crust. Or crust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's like a lot of variety you can do there. So I feel like I'd be pretty safe saying pizza. Now, however, would that be okay with my waistline? Probably not. But that's not in the question, is it? So No. <laughs> Same for the spaghetti. Yes. I'm going to go pizza. I could never go the rest of my life without pizza. No way. Um hands love down pizza hands too pizza. that's a good yeah. one that's a good one. Oh, that was fun that was so fun well as promised with this season three wrap up we are going to do a few guest updates I reached out to the our guests from season one and season two just to see hey what's going on in your life uh, how's your life been since recording your episode and we heard back from a few people and we wanted to share their responses with you uh, from season one we got a reply from Carmen Anderson and uh uh, I wanted to read this one because um, actually her story involved me. And uh, this is Carmen's update. First, I want to thank you for inviting me to share the story of finding and meeting my biological father. Looking back on it, finding him was nothing short of a miracle 59 years after my birth. At the time of the recording, my emotions were still rather raw and you walked me through the recording seamlessly. I was able to meet with David again in March 2019. He gave me photos taken throughout his lifetime. He shared many stories and life experiences. He also shared his family and medical history. I was later able to make a scrapbook with this information and give them to my newfound brothers and nieces. Since that time, I've been talking with my brothers on a regular basis. We are very close in age, and it has been such a pleasure getting to know them. David is gone now, and although I am overjoyed for the experience and opportunity, I would caution anyone going into this experience to adjust their expectations. I knew of him for years, while he only knew of me for a short time. Although we share the same bloodline, we were essentially strangers. We did not have the formal lifetime of bonding as most parent-child relationships experience. He told me during our last visit that if he had only known back then, things would have been different. I have found the stories of others comforting and validating. We never know who needs to hear what we have experienced. Since sharing my story, others have honored me and have shared their similar experiences. I have discovered that many times the biological parents have intact families and things can be very complicated. However, I will be forever grateful for the opportunity to meet David, hear his voice, look him in the eyes. Oh, thank you, Carmen, for the update. Thank you so much, Carmen. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. And it was just worded beautifully. I could not have said that any better myself. That was really nice. So we did an episode last season about our best friends. Yes. And it was super fun. And my best friend, Christy Weiler, sent us a quick little update on what she's been up to. She says, I really had so much fun being on my episode about best friends. It was so fun to listen back to it and laugh at how much fun that episode was. I had some people who listened to it and tell me how funny they thought Amy and I's meeting was and how sweet it was to have an episode dedicated to friendship. Thank you again for having me on the show. Aw, thank you, Christy, for sending that to us. That was great. And uh, that Best Friends episode was season two. Yep. And uh, we have a few more updates from some season two guests, one being Penny Hunt. And this was Penny's reply to us on her update. Brandy and Amy, being on your show was a wonderful experience. I received a lot of really good feedback, and I continued to promote it through my social media outlets. 
Even though it was last year and I have been on several other podcasts, I still believe it is one of the best produced podcasts that I have been on. I've been very busy since I was interviewed on your podcast last summer. I'm working on my grief tip book. I have been picked up by three newspapers as a columnist, including the Wyoming Tribune Eagle, so watch for me there. Because of the coronavirus, all travel and speaking engagements came to a stop. For me, this has opened a new world of doing virtual presentations and webinars. I miss the in-person interaction, but I am grateful to still be touching people through this virtual medium. No one knows how long this new life of masks and virtual hugs may last, so the future is hard to predict. One thing for sure, I will continue to write my blog, columns, and books. My mission is to help others, and I will continue to do that through writing and speaking in whatever form required to accommodate the journey ahead. If someone asked me what it was like to be on your podcast, I could hand them what I wrote to you after my interview. Life is all about stories. This is exactly what Brandy Lee Nash and Amy Siemens do as they host This Is Me podcast. Allow women to tell their stories. Brandy and Amy describe their podcast as featuring phenomenal women who have overcome extraordinary circumstances. These two are walking examples of phenomenal women. Their unselfish desire to allow others to shine comes through in the podcast style of first getting to know the guest and then handing the spotlight over to allow the guest to tell their story in their words and with their feelings. I've done many interviews and podcasts. The sound quality, the format and style of the podcast, and the warmth that Brandy and Amy show to their guest comes through to the listener in a way few podcasts do. Don't pass up the chance to listen to this podcast. Penny Hunt. And she also added, I would tell anyone who is thinking of sharing their story with you to jump up and down and say, pick me. Don't hesitate. Brandy and Amy will treat you with respect and care. Don't be afraid to share. And by sharing your story, you will touch and help many. Thanks for having me. I'd love to come back anytime. Oh, Penny. So sweet. That's awesome. Thank you for the sweet words. And we love it. Yeah. And you know what? Penny religiously reaches out to us after almost every episode that we release and gives us little notes of encouragement and positivity. And we just thank you, Penny. Thank you, Penny. So Danny J sent us an update on her. She was also in season two. And Danny J says, hi, ladies, missing you. Since recording the podcast, I ended up back in California. I had a few speaking gigs scheduled in LA and Vegas and an event in San Diego that were kind of back to back. Plus, to be honest, I was trying to avoid February in Cheyenne, LOL. (laughs) Then my boyfriend booked a consulting gig in Orange County. So we got an Airbnb for the month of March. The irony was all the shelter in place happened. Every single speaking gig I had through the summer was canceled and his consulting gig was placed on hold. We ended up sheltering in place at the Airbnb for three months. We just barely left that Airbnb and are figuring out what is next. My boyfriend's father is starting some chemo and we may stay in California to be near. We were hoping to be back for the rodeo, but heard that was also canceled. 2020 is turning into quite the year. All that to be said, the three months was super productive. We started helping some others build out new websites, create courses, and I relaunched my Master Your Money program, which is needed more than ever right now. I received some heartfelt notes about my story and what I can say about anyone who is thinking about sharing their story, do it. My thought is that if my story helps anyone feel less alone, then it is worth it. I believe we are here to learn and to teach and to love. Sharing your story will also heal you in ways you never knew you needed. Aw, thank you, Danny J. Thank you, Danny. I love that update. That 
that was great. And then our final update from a guest in uh, season two was from Deb Carpenter Nolting. And Deb says, I teach composition classes at WNCC, so my life is pretty well absorbed by planning lessons and grading papers. Teaching during a pandemic has been a challenge, but I have found many silver linings to the dark COVID-19 cloud. Teaching remotely gave me an extra two hours a day that I didn't have to spend on the road, so I was able to get much needed sleep and do some creative activities. I made a quilt for our grandson from my husband's work shirts and started a t-shirt quilt from my collection built by attending breast cancer walks. This summer, I have also had the joy of spending lots of time with our two-year-old grandson. It has been crazy fun to see his learning process and watch his imagination in action. I have also been editing the memoir of my cancer journey. It's a slow process, another one of life's journeys. A few of my colleagues were surprised to learn of my story. Those who knew it were happy to listen to the show and shared the podcast information with others. I hope my story has created an awareness about the link between toxic relationships and illnesses. The recording experience was great. It helped me articulate my thoughts and Brandy and Amy made it easy to share. I felt a little nervous, but happy that I had recorded the episode. Do it, it is cathartic. I need to finish the edits on my memoir, finish a t-shirt quilt I began this summer and prepare for going back to the classroom in the fall. I have to rework my courses into a blend of face-to-face and online. Plus, make a bunch of masks that coordinate with my wardrobe. Oh, that's I love cute. that. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone who sent in updates. And uh, we love hearing from our guests to see what they're up to Yeah, now. it's fun. And I don't know about you guys, but like any kind of show or movie or anything, at the end, I'm always like, oh, I really wish I knew like what happened after. Yeah. So I love hearing the updates. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And this was so fun to get to do this season three wrap up. Uh, just a year in review and to hear from past guests and to answer these fun questions yeah. with you so our guests, our listeners can get a, to know us a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to our show. You can find out more about us on our website, www.thisismepodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at thisisme.podcast. And feel free to email us. We love to hear from you. You can email us at info at thisismepodcast.com. Thank you to our guests who bravely share their stories with us and the world. We love you. Our mission is to inspire others and let women know they are not alone. We are on this journey together. Until next time, this this is me. me.